0: Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, hey, y'all. It's your friend Kate here. You're listening to the Heart of Dating podcast, and I want you to know I'm so glad you are here today. I hope whatever season you are in, whether you are single, dating, engaged, or married, that you just feel so loved right now. Now, before we get into our stellar episode for today, I just have a few announcements. First, I would love for y'all to come join our Instagram fam over at At Heart of Dating. We have so much fun connecting with you guys. Now, here's the one catch. If you like what you hear on today's episode, would you do us a favor and screenshot your screen and share it on your Insta stories? We'd appreciate it so much. It helps us to get these episodes into even more ears. Also, don't forget about our new private Facebook community. Hey, I'd love to invite you to join us because we have been having the most amazing conversations. So, here's how you join. First, you're going to go to the Heart of Dating Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heart of dating. Now, before even joining the group, I'd love to just invite you to go ahead and like our Facebook page over there. Then after that, you can hit the groups on the left-hand side and request to join the Heart of Dating podcast community. Y'all, we created this for you so you can have a space to share what your struggles are because we know you have a lot of them and also just feel empowered and encouraged with like-minded men and women around you that are there to support you. So just come on over and join us. We have so much fun. Now, the last thing I want to encourage you today is to write us a review here on iTunes. We share these reviews weekly on our Instagram. And trust me, it helps us in this process of being more discovered and spreading the word. Not to mention, it just makes me smile. So it would mean the world to me. Okay, friends, let's get into it today, shall we? Now, I think as individuals in dating, it is incredibly important for us to learn from stellar married couples. So today, I had the true joy of bringing on marriage experts, Ryan and Selena Frederick. They are really and truly the marriage dream team, y'all. Trust me. Together, they have an incredible platform called Fierce Marriage, which is a place to truly process the trials of marriage and celebrate its joys all rooted in Christ-centeredness. Under Fierce Marriage, they have a blog, an amazing Instagram, an incredible podcast, and tons of resources and books for couples. One thing I love about them so much is that they are so deeply in love with Jesus, and they just bring the truth. So today, I wanted to bring them on to talk about all things faith and relationship and why it's so important. Y'all ask me questions all the time like, well, what if the person I like to walk is not as far as mine? Or can we pray together? How do I incorporate spiritual intimacy healthily? So y'all, Ryan and Selena lay it all down today in this rich and practical episode that is filled with nuggets. I just know you're going to enjoy it, so I want to go ahead and dive right on into this amazing conversation with Ryan and Selena. Ryan and Selena, hey guys, welcome to Heart of Dating Podcast.
1: Hey, Kate, thanks for having us.
2: Yes, happy to be here.
0: I'm so excited to have you all. I mean, today is an awesome day because we don't have a ton of couples on, and I love when we get the opportunity to have true couples on that are just thriving in their marriage. And y'all are truly, honest to goodness, the kind of like the marriage (laughs) dream team, if if I'm being (laughs) honest, because you are such amazing, incredible human beings, but you also run a widely popular marriage podcast, right, called Fierce Marriage, which is incredible. I'm like, Yes.
1: <laughs> good, good,
0: and you are authors and speakers, you guys do uh, so many things with the topic of marriage, so it's just an honor to have you guys on to share your wisdom with all of us Christian daters today.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us we We don't get to talk about dating very often yeah um, it's, it's it was a long time ago when we dated mm-hmm. and so we have to kind of brush, uh, I guess, brush up a little bit and dig deep into the brain archives. Yeah, but we're that happy to we're
2: happy to be here because I feel like you have a very clear handle on <laughs> what the dating scene looks like in 2019. 2019. Yes. We're gonna
0: ma- we're gonna we're gonna marry. I was just gonna say we're gonna marry both the current single 2019 person plus the fiercely married couple. Let's just marry those two Love and it. bring the wisdom in together. <laughs> right? Let's just <laughs> use all these funny terms. Um, but the cool part is, and like, there's so many concepts from marriage that. I actually, apply to dating. And I find that, like, the more we can actually learn from that, we could actually be much better daters if we learn from people mm. who are doing it right in marriage. So that's why I have every confidence in the world that you guys are just going to bring it with such incredible wisdom today.
1: <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. We don't know everything, but we promise to share what we do, whatever yeah. that is. So. <laughs>
0: so, to, so you guys, your platform is called Fierce Marriage. And so I'm kind of curious to start off our conversation. What would you guys think are the elements of fierce dating?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question um, and something that I think it's good for us to think through. and. I mean, as you, if you've listened to our podcast and, yeah. the, and it sounds like, you know, you've, you listen to a few episodes yep. and, you know, folks who may have heard of us or found our blog or whatever, I think the first message that comes across is the Christ centeredness of, mm. of it. And so we, we, Selena and I have this kind of inside joke. It's not so inside anymore. We, we, say, it, <laughs> we say it a lot more outwardly um, in that we love talking about marriage because it's just an excuse to talk about the gospel. It's yeah. just an excuse to present Jesus to people because you you have this, and it's the same with dating, because you have this topic that people really care about, yeah. and it creates this kind of like wedge in the door to talk about um, the big important things of life. So as you ask this question of what's a fierce dating relationship look like, mm-hmm. I think the first thing is Christ, Christ-centeredness. Christ Yeah, mm-hmm. Meaning that if you, you know the whole you know this I'm sure you've used this in your podcast as well mm-hmm. as the whole equally unequally yoked yeah. thing right mm-hmm. you have to make sure that you're are you're, you're not just individually focused on Christ that's an important thing but together you need to have that as kind of the, your common ambition is to be centered on Christ mm. um, and then from there I think the nat- the other things kind of naturally cascade down so the second one I would say is a biblical view. Or biblical expectations of mm. where that relationship is headed. In other mm. words, where like what is mer- what is the end game, right? If you're yeah. just dating for I don't think it's biblical to date someone just for just for short term fun, right? Just right. to I don't think that's a biblical approach to a human male-female relationship. I think that's mm-hmm. um, that's a worldly approach. Right. So you'd want to have a good expectation of where that relationship is headed.
2: Which I will interrupt when yeah. you were uh fifteen, sixteen oh, talking yeah. about uh <laughs> dating even at a young age he was very his his words to be in our dtr talk where um where i wouldn't date anybody uh that i wouldn't consider marrying and i was like okay intense guy yeah you're like we're really
0: young and those are some big words to use right
2: now yes Yes, (laughs) but i was also grateful because i was like you know i feel the same and so i don't Not that we're getting married tomorrow but you know i'm not in the mindset of let's just date and play and do whatever you know this is an investment here (laughs) that's interesting because
1: looking back I just knew that you were a Mm -hmm. quality person I knew that you loved Jesus and I and I liked you like I I thought you were physically attractive I loved hanging out with you Mm -hmm. and so it's like of course like why wouldn't I think marriage is on the table at some point Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the only reason you would take that off the table is if you're honestly if you have your whether or not you realize it or not I'm not trying to paint with too broad a brush but I think if you are afraid of putting marriage on the table, I think there's bigger issues. Like you view relationships with a different end in mind, right? Or you right. have uh, a selfish motivation, right? So,
0: right. Like, what can right. I just consume from this relationship and how can right. I add value? Or I might feel lonely. So, this mm-hmm. is a way to make me not feel lonely for a season, you know? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, and that's, yeah. you know, it's really intense to say, like, you have to be headed to marriage before you start dating somebody. I'm just saying, like, if you realize that you're with somebody yeah. that you really care about, I think the only logical pro- progression mm-hmm. and a fierce way to go about that is to say, okay, do I really see myself spending the rest of my life with this person? Yeah. If the big stones are in place, mm-hmm. you know, they have, they have they share the same faith, they have the same ambition of just knowing Jesus more, then I think that's that can be.
2: Well, and I like how you said it, Kay. You just, you know, if we, we tend to enter relationships Dating and married, very selfish, right? Yeah. And we have these desires that we, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't want to be alone, or we want to um, have somebody to go have a good time with and hang out with. Um, those same battles sort of show them, show their heads in marriage as well. The selfishness about us doesn't go away, right? Anything nope. I think it, it gets worse yeah. when you walk mm-hmm. into marriage. Totally, um, yeah. So I think, I mean, you hit the nail on the head saying that you know, entering part of a fierce part of fierce dating really is is kind of somewhat are you look, look at your motives and yes, there should be a part of you that, that wants to be with that person. But if they're fulfilling a role that maybe God is saying, no, I want that role. I want to be sufficient for you. I want to be enough for you. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's kind of where I think you have to filter through some stuff. as yeah. well.
1: Um, just to polish up that question, because yeah. there's two other pieces So the Christ-centeredness, yeah. I think the biblical view and expectation of, of where that relationship should go, namely marriage is the construct we mm-hmm. given for male, female relationships Uh, The third one, I think this is so important, and it's just community. You Mm -hmm. have to have, don't be married on an island or sorry don't date on an island <laughs>
0: yes right.
1: people I just
0: had a conversation with someone who's like sometimes that happens and you this term submarining you like get into mm-hmm. a relationship then you go under the water and nobody <laughs> you're just peeking your little whatever binocular thing outside at the top of the water but you're actually okay. underneath and you are you're not in mm-hmm. community and you're just infatuated and let's be all into each other and there's nothing mm-hmm. good that comes from that.
1: Mm. <laughs> no, no. Mm. I, I, it, yeah, we can all kind of recite stories yeah, where mm-hmm. we've seen that in in our own relationships with people that we know. And you're right. It it does. Uh, I think it does.
2: I like that submarine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the <laughs>
1: submarine. <submitting. laughs> uh, and then finally, you know, in, in a world I think where morality is considered to be um, kind of relative, I would mm-hmm. say I would fight that and say, okay, what? where do we stand in terms of God's word and his moral view mm, of how we're to behave? in these relationships. So the fourth piece to that, a fierce dating relationship, I would say to have a plan for integrity, mm. meaning that get on the same page about where your lines are drawn, be very wise about drawing those lines, draw those mm. lines in community, ask people to, to bear weight on your relationship. If yeah. they see something going sideways, ask for a guys, ask other men for women, ask other women um, as a couple dating, ask married couples to kind of have a, a, a say into the integrity, like the, the character integrity of your of your relationship. um, Because, you know, uh, I think uh, a lot of times the view is that God doesn't want us to have sex before we get married, just because he's, he's mean, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. God God knows that sex is designed for within marriage, and that's how you can flourish more. So you have to be on that same page. Otherwise, you know, I know, even when we were in high school dating, that was the hardest part of it is Mm -hmm. just not like, not ourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hormones. Oh, totally. <laughs> <And the braces. laughs> I mean,
0: there you go. I mean, and young. And then when you're older, too, like I talked to so many people and that, you know, are later in life. I'm not old, but I'm older. And like so many friends are in their 30s and it's like, OK, God, am I still single? Am I mm-hmm. still having these boundaries? You know, and there's a lot of weariness that can happen. And yeah. just coming back to really being what I always tell people is you need to be on the same page with whoever you're with. Like, yes. get that out there. Don't have that Boundary talk like a few months in, like get that pretty early in and get on the same page. If this person is not on mm-hmm. your same page, then it's probably not going to go. And that's a value thing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so true. it's like you got to be aligned in what everything that you guys are saying is in your values. And the mm-hmm. boundaries and sexual boundaries is a value you both need to share at, and be on the same
1: page mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a wonderful thing because eventually when you do, when those floodgates do. Spring open mm. if you end up getting married. Yeah. You've honored each other all the way there. Mm-hmm. And good. you have all that, you know, all the fun is still to be had. Mm-hmm. And it's all going to be so much better because you've already shown yeah. that you love each other in a way that's deeper than just what can you give me sexually? Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So one a huge element, obviously, the first element that you guys kind of brought up is the God-centeredness, right? The Christ-centeredness of the relationship, mm-hmm. both as individuals and together in the relationship. And this is a question that kind of comes up so much. Even though this is a Christian dating podcast, uh, a lot of people still ask, like, okay, do I have to be equally yoked? What if this person's less spiritually along than I am? Blah, blah, blah. And so I just kind of want to talk about that today, even in more depth. Like, why is faith... So important in dating, and also like, mm. why is that so important? Eventually, obviously, in marriage too. Uh, what can right. you guys say on that to just share with us or anybody questioning why that's important?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a big question.
2: yeah. It's, <laughs> no, it's kind of like a <laughs> boom. Thing. It's great as you're just as you're talking about it. Um, just all of these answers and mm-hmm. ideas are flooding um, in my head because. There, it is just such a big yeah. <clears throat> a big question and so you know I think sometimes we tend to put faith um, in this you know collection of things that we do and we want to just have it a part of us so we can have a good life and and that kind of thing. And I guess I would lovingly challenge listeners if you if that's how you think about faith and mm-hmm. and and right. any type of moral stance or values, um, I would challenge you to maybe take a different perspective and say, what what about God or faith um could why why could it be more and enc- how could it be more encompassing in my life? Right. You know, mm-hmm. not just kind of a check on the box, good, but yeah. um how how can he become more of the center? Because I mean it's it's <laughs> I don't know, he's he's all encompassing well, when yeah. we understand. You I know, think the, the tendency of the is
1: the tendency in what you're articulating, I think is a tendency is that it's it's compartmentalized, yeah. right? Yes. I've got my career, I've got my Party life, my friend life. I've got my faith life. Mm -hmm. I've got my exercise, my health life, dating life. (laughs) Dating, yeah, Mm -hmm. and they're all they're all compartmentalized. And that is not like that is a last one hundred years or less. That's a that's where that that perspective has come Mm -hmm. into play. Definitely, Mm -hmm. up up until like I'd say like the early nineteen hundreds, right? We see that the Industrial Mm -hmm. Revolution and and all this kind of stuff taking place. That there was a lot culturally, you know, that was transforming Mm. in the West, yeah, and up until that point, like it was unfathomable to think that a God didn't exist. Right. And B that the, that the implications of that wouldn't bear weight on every Avenue of my life. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we actually believe, I mean, think about it. I mean, we ask, how does, how does our faith bear weight on our dating life? I think the better question is how doesn't it, right. How doesn't it bear, bear weight? Because if we think about we're actually asking that's a brilliant question because it really does get under the skin. I think Mm -hmm. of what of a culture and and, and it gets a little bit deeper is that if we really believe we call ourselves Christians, we believe that God is the God of the universe, the creator, the sustainer of the universe, Mm -hmm. that Jesus was God in the flesh, fully human, fully God at the same time that he actually walked the earth. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. actually died this death and he actually came back to life and ascended. If we actually believe that stuff, Mm -hmm. then how how could it not affect every avenue of how i live my life day to day in terms yes. of i mean your your joy in terms of um coping with mm-hmm. yeah. hardship
2: on well, being <clears throat> excuse me being rooted in your your identity in christ yes, right Where, exactly if we don't understand you know the the weight of our sin and the grace and the depth yeah. of his love and salvation for her, for us he pursued us we brought nothing but sin to the table and mm. he in his love pursued us which is, again, another beautiful illustration of marriage and mm. relationship. Oh, yeah. um, but right. knowing that he pursues us transforms everything. You know, it's not so much based on um, us living this great life. It's more of he He loved me and he pursued mm-hmm. me. And out of that, my heart responds, my life responds, my choices respond.
1: Yeah. Kate, you nailed it. When I think we were talking mm-hmm. beforehand, yeah. you said one of your goals is to encourage daters Mm -hmm. to leave people better than when you Mm -hmm. found them yeah so good like that's a gospel perspective when you see somebody with eternal value Mm -hmm. and they're they're a son or a daughter of of the king you Mm -hmm. know and that you they're your brother and sister brother or sister in christ then your motivation in loving them is completely different um with that view in mind that you want to help them to the end of being closer to jesus not just getting what you want from mm-hmm. them, harvesting what you want yeah. from that relationship and then moving on. Exactly. The
2: long and the short, I think is just faith changes everything. <laughs> Jesus changes everything. Everything. I love it. Dive in more, friend. Mm-hmm. Dive in more. <laughs> and I could not
0: agree with you guys more. And that's why I'm so grateful just to have you guys say all that because it's so pro- profound. It's like faith is the basis of it. Like we can't – I mean, I just – I don't encourage people at all to be in relationships where you don't hold these same values. Uh, it I will not be good. You will not be – you won't have a shared mission. You will be expecting things from someone else that they're never going to be able to give you, you know. and I. So people ask, but I'm so, I'm so worn out. I'm so weary. All the Christian people I date are just like, meh. And so maybe dating other people who are someone who is less further along in their faith is better for me. And I'm like, no, honestly, it's not. It's really mm-hmm. not. And I understand the weariness and I understand the struggle. I'm still a single woman myself, but it is like, do you not believe that God will? like bless you in your life. And how rewarding can your single life even be just as you are now? We we get lost mm. in the weariness, I think. Um yeah. but don't settle for a relationship that is not truly centered in Christ where your values align where you will selflessly love one another so mm-hmm. fiercely. I'm just going to keep using that word, but fiercely <laughs> and selflessly love one another for the glory of the kingdom, right? Um yeah. So you guys just like nailed it. I'm like, yes, 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 and amen. So let's keep going on this topic because there's a lot of areas that like faith can affect us in dating um, other than like it has to be the foundation. We just got that like really in there. But, you know, some sometimes people don't really know, and I get this a lot, but it's sometimes hard to find out if someone is truly a follower of Jesus or yeah. just someone who... Is a, who claims to be a believer, right? And so I kind of find that there's a difference in that because someone can go to church and you know walk the walk in some ways, but they may not truly be following Christ, surrendered oh. to his whole will, mind, body, soul, spirit, right? And so mm. how do we kind of go about, at, in dating, testing that? Do you guys have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, you made an important distinction, I think, between uh, a disciple of Christ, a follower of Christ, and a mm-hmm. believer. I think those are... Essentially, I, I think at their root, they're two different things, right? Mm-hmm. We use the word Christian. We throw it around. But what right. a, a Christian is is somebody who follows Christ. It's mm-hmm. not just uh, the way you grew up, right? Exactly.
0: So, you can check Christian on a box for religious preference. Yeah, so many people can, right? <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, And Jesus said that even you know, demons believe mm-hmm. in him and shudder, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so that, that should be a, a warning to us. Like That's We can say, idea. I believe that Jesus existed. I believe that God is real. I believe that the Bible is true but you know what that i think there's there has to be a fruit
2: well, the aspect of faith and actions and yeah. yeah
1: so james i mean if you read james it will mess with you right because yeah. because it's he's like faith without works is dead <laughs> yep. is he saying that we live a we have a legalistic faith no he's saying if you have a real genuine faith then it's going to be inevitable mm-hmm. that there's a there's fruit on your tree Yeah. Mm-hmm. right yes. so we we in our culture instagram culture uh, mm-hmm. you know social media just everyone's highlight reel all the time. Yeah, The tendency is we want to, we want the fruit without the roots, right? Ooh, so we want, yeah. we wanted to just staple the fruit onto the branches and say, Hey, look at the fruit I got. And what happens is that fruit starts to rot, right? Mm. It'll it eventually just starts to rot. It's not true fruit. It's, it's manufactured. Mm. So for a while you can kind of, uh, maintain behavior. So if you're in a new relationship, uh, you're, uh, you know, I was to talk from a guy's perspective, yeah. you're dating this girl and she, you know, you met her somewhere, maybe through a, a friend and, you know, she, she's a Christian, but then you see like after two or three months into it, you realize that she's, you know, doesn't, doesn't have the same value set that you have. And yeah. that fruit that you saw at first where she might've been on her best behavior, this goes both ways, of course, mm-hmm. um, you start to see that kind of fall apart because it's not true. It's not mm. true fruit. So the easiest answer to your question is look at the fruit, look at the type of life they're living, um, you know, and I think there's deep ways to tell. There's also really shallow ways to tell. You kind of kind of look for the deep ways. You know, it's not yeah. just are they rough around the edges,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: You were rough around the edges. <laughs> <I was laughs> pretty rough around the edges. <laughs> I was but
2: then I started noticing what was inside. Yeah. Uh, through, you know, through various high school experiences, but <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> love it. different things, now. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and that's so good too because obviously I never say like you're gonna you're never gonna marry someone perfect. We're always works in process. But the clearer thing is to like when a moment happens, when brokenness arises or conflict arises, like wh- how does that person respond? I think it's a better indicator than if the conflict happens is like how the other person responds and i'm just mm-hmm. using conflict as an example because it shows the humbleness of their heart it shows mm-hmm. their ability to be slow to anger and to listen and to be more selfless in their love right mm-hmm. it, i'm not as concerned of if the conflict happens or if something if there's but how what is underneath that how does that person handle and how do they seek growth and um Yeah, and and confess their sins, right? Because I feel like even conflict isn't the example. It's like the conflict is going to happen, but how do you handle it? How does Mm – what is the things underneath it if you see some brokenness in in someone else's life? Like how are they responding to that?
2: Yeah, and I think the only thing I might add to that Mm -hmm. – is just how do they respond over a period of time even? Mm, good. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, when we're Love dating it. and we've got rose-colored glasses, we're like, oh, yeah, I want to be generous. I want to show this person I'm generous or right. I'm, I, I'm thoughtful or whatever. But, you know, over time, those things obviously can – your default sort of starts to kick in, right? We don't – we maybe lose our, our thoughtfulness or our intentionality. Hello, marriage. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I would, yeah, I would just say how, how is the response – does, is it waning over time or is it mm. growing over time or is it even sustaining? Like that would be my only, I guess, little added, addition there.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's good. I love the analogy of fruit. I'm going to use it again. Yes. <laughs> a, a fruit can look pretty good on the outside mm-hmm. um, and still be rotten on the inside. So yeah, mm. you're, you're totally right. When you squeeze it, what's going to come out, right? right? And that's, yes. that's, what, that's what substance of it. Mm. And so um, the the trick is with dating, and maybe I'll leave it at this, is that sometimes you don't necessarily see a full squeeze. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) Yep. Until you get married. Yeah. (laughs) it's, It's then you are living face to face, day to day.
2: And then you need more of Jesus.
1: And you yes. harder. <laughs> and then it's more of bigger. that
0: sanctification. You're like, yes. okay, yes. bring on the refinement. Here we go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm saying from what I expect. I don't know yet, but <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> hit the head on nail. <laughs> so okay, <Yeah>. <laughs> nail the head, nail the head, and the whatever. Friends, I want to take a quick pause in today's episode to tell you about something I am so excited about. I just want to say that I know the struggle is real with dating in our current culture. It can be murky and confusing and sometimes just so frustrating. Do you ever feel like you have no idea what you're doing? Or that you keep trying and failing? Or that you just don't know how to handle hard situations or conversations with people? Or maybe you just feel stuck in a dating wasteland with no good potentials? Whew, I get it and I have felt a ton of those exact same things. Now, a huge issue when it comes to dating is that we don't have a ton of great resources out there for guidance. The Bible doesn't talk about dating because it didn't exist at the time. And now today, about 50% of the church in the US is single and even that number is growing. So the problem is that we need resources. I get it, I get all your frustrating feelings. So I have made it a goal of mine to research and talk to pastors and watch videos and read as many books as I can, just so that I can be equipped to do this podcast as well as go into my own dating life with the best and sharpest possible tools. And I have exciting news today. I have compiled all of my favorite dating resources and created a free resource guide for you so you don't have to scour for all the best things to read or watch anymore. It is called The 7 Resources to Change the Dating Game. I truly believe that this guide will help you navigate this journey with clarity and intention. It is going to help you to sharpen the tools in your toolbox and get out there and date amazingly. You can grab this free resource by visiting heartofdating.com forward slash 7 resources. That is heartofdating.com forward slash 7 resources. I am so excited for you guys to get your hands on this incredible free resource. Okay, so in this too, in the same kind of vein, there's a lot of people that are like, okay, well, spiritual leader. I want a spiritual leader. I want someone, blah, 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 especially I think, you know, not just to make mm-hmm. it gender specific, but there, we can both be in ways spiritual leaders, but what does that truly look like? Uh how should we be also looking for that cuz that also is like a little bit obviously different than just the basis of if they are a follower of Jesus but how do we kind of search out and figure out who might be a, has have the characteristics
2: of being a spiritual leader
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um,
2: just well, speaking from our like yeah. relationship when we were dating and young, Ryan was pretty quiet and shy and reserved when I first met him, mm-hmm. and that his he's he's an introverted extrovert. I think maybe he can be extroverted, yeah. but he's very much an introvert on mm-hmm. many I'm levels. Baking it
1: all the time. No, <laughs> he's
2: become way more extroverted, and I love it. But <laughs> when I started, um, when I started seeing him speak up for things yeah. and started seeing him step out. Um, even against even and especially against what wasn't popular or what wasn't um, ideal for I don't know the situation they were hand they we were in mm-hmm. um, that kind of sent my heart and my mind thinking wow he's able to kind of stand up for for what he believes in and, and in a way that is um, disarming he's a very mm-hmm. disarming person
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and then he could also lovingly you know shed light on the correct perspective maybe, or, Hey, I know we don't agree on this, but this is kind of where I'm headed. This is where I've Mm. been. And this is my experience. And I, how does it, you know, how do you see this through that? Like he's able to have a a hard conversation with people Mm. and he doesn't back down and he's not afraid to do that. And I think for me, that was some of the the spiritual leaderness (laughs) leader Mm -hmm. characteristics Mm. that I was, I was looking for, but couldn't yet like, say or vo- i don't know and how vocalize, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah yeah
1: yeah uh yeah i think seeing it, looking at it, if you're looking at dating somebody right and you, you can see obviously their fruit and you see kind of the things that they do mm-hmm. um but i think it's also about who they are and what who mm-hmm. they're becoming and the way yes the way that they are right I don't want to say the way that they be
0: <laughs> <laughs> the way that they but, be we just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at
1: the way, look at the way they are so i mean'm yeah. I'm, so I'm thinking from a father's standpoint from a husband's standpoint, right mm-hmm. obviously every guy will hope you know at some point god willing get get to go through those those stages, mm-hmm. but I feel like I leave my family best when I, when I am being the person that God, not just doing what he's telling me to do, not mm-hmm. just doing and obeying god's word that's important, but being a disciple of Christ. So maybe that's what
2: I was seeing was you, I'm just trying to label as the being because you, you definitely were being, but right. that it, that showed itself in, in what you did. Right.
1: So tangibly how that yeah. might look is, you know, d- so I'm thinking specifically the roles, you know, headship versus, yeah. you know, in a marriage. So mm. a, a husband's role, um, a biblical role in that sense, in that, I, am I loving my wife with compassion? Am mm. I showing her compassion. I think that's one of the more compelling ways to lead a family with compassion is identifying and having empathy and walking alongside, but also um, having emotional maturity to not just always be reactive, but be on the, on the offensive, be proactive with how you love um, your spouse, how you love your kids. So I think in the dating relationship, I think you can identify pretty quick. If a guy, I'm just going to speak to guys, like if a Mm -hmm. guy's just kind of glossed over, right. If you just, you, you can't seem to connect because he's so worried about all these other things, and not really, you know, he's, he's like he, he's never listening, or he's yeah, not responding engaged, in a way that's yeah. empathetic, or mm. very quick to judge, or to make conclusions, or to be too logical without actually, you know, some of that stuff comes with time. Yep. Right. So you can't have too high. You can't expect this guy to be perfectly mature, but you can mm-hmm. see kind of a a sense of the Holy Spirit's work in him. I think is what I'm getting at.
0: Yeah, and the surrender to it. And what I always tell people, they're like, "I'm looking for a spiritual leader." I'm like, "Well, not every person you have to date is." going to be a pastor. So there's ways yeah. to be a leader that a spiritual, quote unquote, spiritual leader that are exactly where you're defining right now through that empathy, through that compassion, through how you respond to situations, how you're committed to growth. That doesn't just mean like they are the pastor or they are the leader of the Bible study consistently all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's great if they are, but that it's spiritual leadership doesn't have to just be those things. I kind of, mm-hmm. I'm like, we can all be a spiritual leader in that way, without right. I mean, without being yes. the pastor.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, thank God.
0: <laughs> yeah. No like, well, because that's like a lot of things. Are like I want them to be a spiritual leader. I'm like, well, what are, exactly is your expectation in that? What does that look like? Let's break it down. So I kind of wanted to right. ask you guys. So that's good. Um. Okay. So then transitioning that into just talking more about the spiritualness, spiritualness in relationship, even if that is a word, I don't think it is, but <laughs> a word that gets th- thrown around a lot is spiritual intimacy. And now we have obviously many different kinds of intimacy in relationship, but I want to kind of break down what, what do you guys think, or how can you define spiritual intimacy for us?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a really uh, good topic for a dating couple to (laughs) to think through because,
2: uh,
1: it's, it's everything. Like, so it comes back to that unity of, are we actually headed toward the same horizon? Right. So, uh, there is kind of a difference between a dating relationship and a marriage relationship in terms of there's something that happens when you when you officially and before witnesses and before God say we're going to put this into the way God designed their uh, relationship mm. to be, a.k.a. covenantal marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's some, a deeper spiritual intimacy, intimacy that kind of awakens at that point. That And especially with physical intimacy, it comes with that. Yep. Um, but spiritual int- intimacy in particular, I think, is just honestly like drinking of the good things of God and Mm -hmm. celebrating the good things of God together. So Mm -hmm. uh, one of the most intimate things that we do, Selena and I, is we take communion at church every week together. And we Mm -hmm. stand up and we, we, we take communion and we pray. And it's a celebration, but it's also a reminder of our need for Jesus, but it's a celebration that our need has been met. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we'll pray and talk through kind of our weekly struggles. And and there's been many where like we're crying because we're just like, we realized after worshiping and after hearing the word, we realize that we're really just broken and we need mm. more of Jesus. And that communion is exactly like, it's a representation of that. So
0: that's beautiful.
1: Um, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but no, you're I mean,
0: giving us the example of what that can look like. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, you know, and so it, if tangibly what can that look like? I think just, I said drinking of the things of mm-hmm. God. So like reading God's word, praying, mm. um, being in community, yeah. I, that's all, those are all, I think, spiritual acts, spiritual mm-hmm. things And so finding unity around those things will inevitably bring intimacy. Now I think intimacy is, it's limited in the dating relationship. Right. That's
0: what I was, I just, that's what I just was going to ask. Like how can we appropriately incorporate some levels of spiritual intimacy in this process of dating? And I know there's some people have mixed thoughts on this. So, you know, I don't ever say there's like one end all be all, but I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on how to incorporate that in dating healthily. Um, I think, you
2: know, part of it is being, being in community, right. Mm-hmm. Having people, um, have a green light into your relationship and mm. say, and you guys going through that, like, Hey, how do you, do you think it's okay for us to like to pray together? Which more times than not, I think that's probably a green light, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, is it good that we, is it okay to read the Bible together? Yeah. Awesome. You're learning about God's word together. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that kind of grows as, as your relationship grows over time. Um, as far as, like, spiritual intimacy as a married couple, I think there just are some things that we experience on a spiritual level more deeply um, mm, yeah. when we're married. And yeah. I, I can't, I'm i not sure I can, like, outline that specifically mm. as to, like, you can't go here in your Bible or something, like, don't read right. Song of Psalms together, you know? Like, yeah, like
0: don't that. read Song of Psalms. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I mean, I, I think I would probably wait, you know, on, I maybe not read that together. That's kind of weird. but. <laughs> Um, I think think just remembering too that what prayer is and talking Mm. about God's word and even talking about sermons um, together that maybe if you go to the same church and you're talking about, you know, different ideas and, and thoughts around those, I think that's okay um, and I guess it depends on where you're at in your dating relationship, right? You're not, you may not talk about all this right. stuff in the first two dates. Maybe you do Maybe <laughs> Yeah. You jump right in. Yeah.
1: I think it's important to look at your motives too for yeah. going And I remember whenever we were in high school and then what, in were college. You just want to talk about
2: Jesus so you can yeah. hold my hand or kiss me? <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: praying friend laying out of hands. <laughs>
0: See, I'm not allowed to do anything, but I can lay my hand on your back or your shoulder <laughs> yeah. when we pray. So, this is my physical intimacy. Oh you prayed God. a lot. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> a lot of you're but like, that's and why. Again. Wow. That's oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Because I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, we talked about this headship thing. We talked about the spiritual leadership thing. Yeah. And now we're talking about spiritual intimacy. So, it's like, I think I, I, I not every guy's like this, but I think it's <laughs> easy to get a motive where you're like, okay, I want to. I want access to this person because mm. I care about her. And um, whether you realize it or not, it can become kind of a manipula- manipulative thing. Like, yeah. um, and spiritual intimacy is. Um,
2: well, and for a wife or for a woman, sorry. Um, on the other side of it is when you feel sort of that emotional, spiritual intimacy, mm, yeah. you seem more willing to kind of maybe let your guard down. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I would just guard your, against that yeah. connection
1: going too far because a lot of times it's, it, it is such a deep thing that it becomes, it kind of, blurs the lines between mm-hmm. spiritual intimacy and emotional intimacy where you shouldn't go and like physical intimacy where you shouldn't be going or headed yep. and you end up in these situations where you're in your car late at night talking about the sermon <laughs> and before you know it, you're like kissing and before yeah. you know it, you're leading it, you know, and you're, it's you're really doing other things. Yep. and things. have got mm-hmm. turned on the Barry, Barry White soundtrack.
0: Oh, Barry White. I don't know. 2019. I'm not sure about that, Ryan. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Maybe um, like John Legend. John I don't know. Oh, <laughs>
2: yeah, John Legend.
0: I don't know. I'm not speaking from experience. i just okay, like making
1: it L- up. John Legend won't help. <laughs> <laughs> makes it, she's very burp,
0: yeah. oh my gosh i love that it's it is true like we gotta it's gotta be a gradual thing i think to, like just be wary of how much you're incorporating it too early because that can lead to um those other intimacies like you're saying especially physical yeah. when you feel connected to someone spiritually you're like oh this is such a beautiful thing but like mm-hmm. late at night in your car like on the couch like <laughs> something else is gonna potentially could happen if you're mm-hmm. um you if you're I guess engaging too deep at I mean, at certain moments.
1: And if we're honest, like physical intimacy is a spiritual act, right? Yeah. So there's a reason yeah, why right. th- there's a reason why when we awaken these things mm-hmm. like they they're enjoyable, right? Yeah. It's, and it and a spiritual intimacy will li- like they, I feel like they're so closely intertwined. Mm. I won't say they're the same, but they're intertwined for sure. Mm. And so yeah, just be just be um be on, on guard with that kind of stuff, but I think especially especially if you know you're headed toward marriage because mm. then it starts to feel like
2: you oh, have we're probably green gonna lights, get married
1: anyway. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's yeah. so true. Okay, so something I think, Selena, you said is also just praying together and like prayer life in general. Uh, a lot of questions about this always, but how much prayer is too much? Like, is it okay to pray for your partner? Can we do this together? How much should we do it together versus on our own? Like these things, and I never say there's one set rule for all of this, but just curious on your guys' thoughts of like how can we pray? together, if at all, in re- dating, in dating?
2: <laughs> no, that's a great question. Um, I think part of, I think praying together um, for each other individually is maybe a safer way to go instead yeah. of praying for like, God, I pray that our connection would be deeper. You know, yes, I, I think yes. those are kind of words that might be reserved for marriage. I'm thinking more along the lines of, um, you know, maybe your boyfriend is struggling at work or something, mm-hmm. and you say, "Hey, let's pray about this. Like, God help him to, you know, walk through the circumstance." And blah blah blah. And you know, for the woman, if and and not like super deep issues, maybe you know, maybe nothing too physical or anything like that. But just yeah, you know, trying to keep the purity there as well as kind of the individuality because you really aren't one yet, right? In a sense. That's so good. I guess that would be kind of my. Go to prayer. Um, yeah,
1: that's. I, I, I want to piggyback on that because okay. if you're praying for like your future kids, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, but yeah, I mean, if you're headed toward marriage, you're engaged or whatever, yeah. then okay. But
2: no, that's good, good,
1: good. Or like you're praying for mm-hmm. your life together, but you don't have a life together, or you're, right? You know, and so um, you're not if you're not living together, like don't live together spiritually mm-hmm. in that same you know in kind of mm, that analogous sense that you that you might um. Mm-hmm. So, I think there are some boundaries there, but it's really, it's like on a podcast like this, we can't be like, hey, pray this, these words, but not these words. Yes. Pray this topic, <laughs> but not this topic. I think that would be kind of foolish. I think the listeners really do have to uh, use the Holy like the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. will, will allow you to discern and use that discernment and make wise choices. I think that's where the self discipline comes in. Right. But it's very nuanced for sure.
0: I love it. So, we've like just established, like, yes, prayers good and but there's so much to be prayer that we can also do on our own right so that's like another element just to encourage people like definitely be praying about your relationship be praying about it in your community and on your own as well like that is so important um and then incorporating some levels of it potentially together and dating more so, but less so like, God, would you make, would you bring us to marriage like together? <laughs> like what? the you other person's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, what? what is happening right now? <laughs> Pray that on your own, you know, separate. Right. Um, okay. And something in this, like the, just a spiritual intimacy growing in, Spiritualness—I don't know. I'm using that word. Don't even know if it's a word. But uh, okay. earlier, <laughs> earlier last year, I had an incredible guest called John Tyson. He's a pastor, Church of the City in New York, and he said something profound during our interview that is stuck with me ever since then, and that I've kind of used as a mantra. And he kind of charged all dating or single people to cultivate holy ambition in your life as a single, uh, basically mm-hmm. meaning that we should be using our single and dating lives to glorify God to right. do amazing things. And so I ultimately truly believe that there are ways that we can incorporate spiritual intimacy as a single or and or, I guess, mm-hmm. spiritual yeah. disciplines. And I've heard you all talk about this before, and I think it is so incredible because – if we know and we can talk through like what spiritual disciplines we should be incorporating as singles, those kinds of habits, those disciplines, right, will set us up for the best kind of marriage. So instead of just like, oh, now we're married and now we should incorporate disciplines. No, it shouldn't be that way. Right. Right. We should be coming to the table with it. So what kind of spiritual disciplines do you guys recommend for us to be able to that cultivate that holy ambition?
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, First off, you know, being a single person, you're not half a person, right? I think that's really yeah, important so to recognize that you're not incomplete. You have been made yeah. complete in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I and obviously Jesus was single, Paul was single, okay. right? So I'm sure your audience is aware of that. And I just don't want to forget that the the, the call to be to singlehood is real and, or to singleness is real, but, um, and it's also potent. Um, it does require a different, um, Kind of cross that you have to bear. Well, and
2: I yeah, I want to jump in real quick because you talked to, earlier in our conversation about um, you know the blessing of marriage, mm. and I also wanted to say I feel like God lately has been teaching me about the word blessing, mm. um, because so we so easily want to just stamp stamp our blessing on this, right? We want to get this blessing from the Lord. This and and blessing can um, bring so many. It has a lot of connotation, like ease and comfort, and you know make our life better, kind of thing. But um, and I, I need to do more of a theological like research on this. But whenever yeah. I've experienced blessing in my life, it has added to my workload. Um, it, has take, it takes more work in a good way because I'm being sanctified through that blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I want to say both marriage and singleness are a blessing. Mm-hmm. They, yes, yeah. they, 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 they bear different crosses. There's different burdens. There's different ways in which we are sanctified. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the blessing is, is still the same.
1: Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you made that little sidebar yeah, because, that's good. Uh, yeah, um, blessings aren't always easy, but they're always good, right? Mm-hmm, and that's, mm-hmm. I think, the, the distinction that you're trying to make. Uh, there's a book out called Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. It's by mm-hmm. one of my favorite authors, Donald Whitney, Ooh, Um goodness. incredible author. But uh, you asked about spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And, um, so as a single person, I think the best spiritual discipline that you can have, if you, if you just had to pick one, it would be uh, cultivating a passion and a, and a hunger for God's word. Mm. and learning to study it. And so the, I, I think there's three ways in my personal devotions. And I think in general, I think there's three ways that you can really approach God's word and study God's word. And the first one is memorize scripture. I think mm. that's a discipline that is underrated, undervalued these totally. days. Yeah, Memorize it get, in it, get it locked into your heart um, and use it for your life. <laughs> yes. Um, the second one is read for volume. So just try to get the narrative of the Bible into your guts, right? Just read it, get it from front to back understand the overarching, you know, the themes, the covenantal theme, the theme mm. of Christ on every page. He really is on every page Yeah. and understand that. So you you just get it in you. And then the, the third way is to study passages. So mm. I, I took, I think four, four or five verses out of Colossians this morning or yesterday morning and just line by line, like, what does it mean to say that Christ is preeminent? What does that mean? That's what mm. that, that's what Colossians one's talking about. So, so I went through that line by line and that cultivated a different sort of, um, heart knowledge that I don't get just by glossing over it. So get into God's word. I think another clear one is prayer, like having a disciplined prayer life. Uh, again, all these things are not, and this is important is our tendency is to white knuckle these things and act like, okay, I, I want, I want God's approval. I want what God has for me. So I'm going to do the things that get that kind of, Mm, uh, that crack, we call it jackpot Jesus.
0: Mm, Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yes.
1: He's not a slot machine, right? Uh, (laughs) These things are not prescriptions Mm -hmm. of a Christian life. They're descriptions of a Christian life. So Mm -hmm. when Christ has a hold of your heart and the Holy Spirit has done a transformative work in you, he's going to create a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. He's going to create a hunger for God's word. Mm -hmm. And then then it's up to us. To take the the, what the Holy Spirit's given us, the fruit of the Spirit, Mm self-discipline, and say, I'm not going to watch Netflix for three hours tonight. I'm going to spend maybe an hour reading God's Word instead of three hours, and I'll do two hours of Netflix, right? Yes. Or instead of sleeping into the very last minute, I'll get up thirty minutes ahead of time, make some coffee, pray, journal, read the Word. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know those sorts of things. One thing that's really been helpful for me. I apologize. Cut me off. I go too long. I could talk. No, about I
0: top. love it. No, this yeah. is great. I'm like, I'm learning from this. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I need to one, do more of that.
1: <laughs> I think one thing that we definitely underrate in the, on our Western culture is the idea of fasting. Right. And oh, so yeah. fasting is a discipline mm-hmm. and it's not, um, and, and it's, again, it's a, it's a description of something of a change. So one thing uh, I did for a little while for a season is I did a, um, every Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, and this isn't to brag, it's just to say that it was very transformative. Every Wednesday, I would fast just the, the morning two meals. So I wouldn't eat breakfast, I wouldn't eat lunch. Mm. And even in the evenings after dinner, like, you know how, I don't know if anyone's like this, but after You're like, a snacker. after eight o'clock, like, <laughs> I, I just oh want to like. Just Crap food all the time.
0: Yeah. Right? I'm like, where's my chocolate? Where's my bag of chips? Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm not even hungry usually. I just want it. Yeah. And if I'm chilling or whatever I'm doing, I'm chilling. I hate that word. But if I'm just <laughs> relaxing, I just want a snack. Like, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And oh my God. It's, it's horrible for your metabolism. There's always reasons why you shouldn't do that. Right. right. Yes. And so I, knowing those things, I'm like, okay, well, my own, like, just my own desire to not do it's not enough. I need something better. And so, what I, what I did that, and I'm not saying this is a spiritual thing, everybody should do this, but whenever I feel that, like those pangs of hunger at those mm. times, and even when you're fasting for a longer period, that's a pointer to, to Christ who is our sustainer, who is our portion, who is our daily bread. So that's good. a pointer to, I want more of Him. It's a reminder to say a prayer to to stir your affections for Him. Mm. And so why, why not, why why can't fasting be something that we do still in mm. the modern um, yeah. Christian faith, mm-hmm. right? Um, And there's others I can go on and on. I mean, and Um, what
0: you're just saying, Ryan, not to cut you off, but with fasting, I think I love, I mean, all of these spiritual disciplines, but what I also encourage people is like when you're in a relationship and you don't really know what's going on, if you're coming to that place of like not sure if you have a full piece, if you're just questioning things, these are why these disciplines are so important because this will be the huge lifeline for you to clear through Mm -hmm. and figure out discerning if this, if you want to be with this person, right? Like fasting from the situation, um, Fasting from mm-hmm. food during those times, even when you're trying to make these decisions and and navigate is so it can be mm-hmm. so 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 transformative and helpful, but mm-hmm. we can't just be like yeah. oh i'm only going to do these spiritual disciplines when I absolutely need it like these should yeah. be ingrained into the fabric of our daily lives
1: yes, I want to <laughs> harp on one chord right again mm-hmm. just because I feel like we this we don't consider this a discipline, but corporate worship and and, and Christian community yeah. are also spiritual disciplines. Yeah. I think we tend to, especially the younger generations, right? So we're in our mid thirties, uh, you know, on down to like in the, in the, you know, early twenties, I think people in that age bracket tend to think that the local church doesn't have anything to offer them. Right. right. And so they discount corporate worship, they discount Christian community. Now there's a quote by, by Donald Whitney here. I want to read. He says, in one mm-hmm. sense, we can say that all things done in obedience to the Lord, even everyday things at work and at home are acts of worship. Right. We can agree with that, yeah. but these, these do not substitute for the directly focused, exclusive of any other kind of activity, biblically based worship of God. And so I think we tend to think so holistically about our faith that we discount the specific discipline of actually being a part of a church community, worshiping cor- corporately. And as a single person, in either whether you're single or in a dating relationship, I can't emphasize that enough. Just make that a priority in your life yes. and do not deviate from it. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so good. And it goes back to like, don't be submarining, right? Because if you're submarining, (laughs) you're not getting that corporate worship in, you're not getting that corporate community. And it doesn't mean every person under the sun needs to know every detail. I always tell people, they're like, well, I don't want to, I'm a little more private. I'm like, okay, get your core people. Your core people need to have eyes on this. Your core Mm -hmm. um, community needs to have Mm -hmm. eyes on this and be praying with you through these decisions and through navigating it. Um, yeah, you guys, this is so good. I just feel like we've laid down some amazing foundations today, you guys. Um, I have so many more questions I could ask you, but we are running out of time. Unfortunately, I'm so sad. Oh um, <laughs> my, no, it's incredible. I'm like, this is what we need to hear. So, okay, I want to kind of wrap up. I know you guys will have some things to say on this, but I kind of want to just end. I always end every interview with the same question. I feel like both of you will have such good input on this, but I want to just leave it with what is your final nugget of dating advice? Whether Relating to faith in the conversation today, or just in general, what is the final thing you guys have to say for fierce dating? <laughs> hmm.
1: On top of the Christ-centeredness, on mm. top of all that stuff, I, I think um, focus on your friendship. Yeah. Right, build mm, so build a, a emotional intimacy that is that is a type of uh, that is your friendship, right? Because mm-hmm. that well that's the thing that will sustain you even to this day. We're we, we're going on sixteen years married, mm-hmm. and the thing that I love the most about Selena. I love everything about her. I'm not, I don't <laughs> want to get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh my no, But I love the thing that I love the most is her. Is just our like she's my friend, and we laugh together. And she, and she my makes favorite me
2: person. Like, I, yeah. I still to this day want to spend if, if I have a chance to spend time with anybody, it's you. Yeah, and that carries you through all of the the good, the bad, and the ugly of mm. you know getting married, having kids, even young kids, mm-hmm. and the craziness of all of that, and.
1: So i would see if yeah say see your dating time mm-hmm. as a time of of just cultivating just an awesome friendship and that. that learn how to have fun together mm-hmm. learn how to laugh together learn how to get through hard things and cry together mm-hmm be friends because Mm -hmm. when you have kids and they're screaming at three in the morning and you are going to rip their, (laughs) your (laughs) only friend is your spouse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You're like, you better
0: (laughs) like them. You don't, you better not want to get out of the house from the kids and the husband. You're like, no, (laughs) okay. At least my best friend is here. We're going to do this together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (gasps) So good. And Selena, do you have any other final nuggets that you want to add to that?
2: No, I, I agree. Friendship has been Mm. one of the key components for us to continue learning about each other, uh, doing adventurous and fun things together. You know, it's kind of in our friendship that we, we identify some of these core things that we want to continue into our marriage. We want to make memories together. We want to have adventures together. We want to, you know, have babies together and all of these things. And it's, it's been our friendship that's really glued us together, um, and really allowed us to experience all the joy that is to be had there. Hmm.
0: Y'all, this is so good. I so if people want to connect with you guys, because we do actually believe it or not, as well have uh, married people listening to this podcast, even though it's mainly dating. Uh, and, and I feel like the dating people, like I learned so much from your podcast. How can people connect with you? Um, either Instagram, Podcast World, speaking, whatever the books. Like, let us mm-hmm. know how we can how they can connect with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have a podcast just called the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can also um, go to Piercemarriage.com for we have. I think blog posts, we have a lot of resources there. We have a lot of books there. Um, And then you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, just Mm -hmm. the at Fierce Marriage. So yeah, we we try to put stuff out daily and uh, yeah, the books are, I'm just going to be, yeah, I'll warn you. We do have some books that are like pursuit books. uh, They're for married couples. I think they would work for a dating couple. Yeah. You'd have to skip a few days, but they're not easy. (laughs) I'll tell you that. They're not easy.
0: That's good. These are challenges. We need to be challenged a little more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, everybody go and visit and get these books. Um you guys are incredible. Thank you for being such inspirations to both all married couples but also to us dating. Like you guys are marriage goals. So just thank you for being vulnerable
1: <laughs> sharing
0: your heart and just doing what you do. I appreciate it so so much.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a blast. <laughs> yes.
0: Thank you guys. Hello truth bombs all over the place, right? I love getting to the basics today with Ryan and Selena as they walked us through why faith is truly so pivotal for us in relationship as Christians. I love that Ryan said, think about it. We ask, how does faith bear weight on our dating life? But the better question to ask is, how doesn't it? This is so, so, so true. Now, here's the thing. If faith is something you guys truly value, don't sacrifice it you want a beautiful thriving marriage where you both are striving after Jesus and doing incredible kingdom work as hard and as weary as it sometimes may get in the dating scene which I understand don't give up friends don't sacrifice your most important values just don't remember that God is more concerned about your dating life than you are Now, I hope you will go and check out Ryan and Selena's podcast, Fierce Marriage, as well as connect with them on Instagram and their blog as well. I'm just so grateful to have been able to learn from them today, and I hope you guys are as well. I cannot be more thankful for your support of the Hearted Dating podcast. I am blown away by your rankings, reviews, messages, all of it. If you want to be a part of our inner circle and support what we are doing, we encourage you to pledge any dollar amount that you want on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heartofdating. Also, if you like this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It helps us immensely and we cannot thank you more. Until next time, friends.